plague has struck. Once we were six, now we are three. By the time you listen to this, we may all be dead. But for now, three of us will attempt to bring you the latest installment of staggering stories. Someone shoot him. Welcome, 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 one and all, to another Staggering Stories podcast. Yay! I'm Adam. I'm Fake Keith. And I, yes, I am... Untouchable at the moment, because there's so few of us here that yeah. I don't want to make you cry. I know, I know. It's, it's... Not any more than usual. Gene <laughs> and Crumbly are both dead. Yeah, plague. Yep. Stephen claims he's at work, but we... Think he's well, dead? Uh, no, yes. no. I think he is at work. The work being digging the grave for, uh, for Gene and, and Crumbly. Crumbly. Yeah. yeah. So there's just the three of us. Yeah. So what number is this, Adam? Uh, three, two, six, I think. So may I welcome you to what is going to be the shortest staggering stories podcast you've ever heard? Oh. Number three, two, six. Goodbye, and that's it for tonight. Farewell. <laughs> So first up is the news with El Presidente and the rest of us. <laughs> El Presidente! <laughs> doctor Who news. Oh, yeah. Is the Doctor now a Doctor? Mm. Arise, Dr. Jodie Whittaker. Sheffield Hallam University has honoured Wataka and Chums with an honorary doctorate, as Doctor Who showrunner Chris Chibnall explained. Oh, 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 can I do the funny voice? Mm. No, you are oh. not crumbly. Oh. <laughs> he said, the cast and crew of Doctor Who Series 11 are thrilled to be honoured by Sheffield Hallam University this way. From the moment we made the decision for the Doctor to fall out of the sky into the streets and homes of Sheffield in 2018, the residents of the city have treated us brilliantly, mm. on screen and off. Oh, really? Doctor Who is a massive team effort, so it's particularly special that this citation is for the whole cast and crew. Mm. Sadly... With this being an honorary doctorate, it doesn't actually mean that Wataka can start calling herself doctor in real life, oh, even if she will shame. always be the doctor to us. <laughs> you really are weird, aren't you? <laughs> what? <laughs> also, it isn't clear from the various reports if Wataka and Chibnall were honoured separately from the rest of the cast and crew or if they were all lumped in together. Either way, we hope the team had a great party all playing Doctor. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I just give up. I give up. Would they all have stethoscopes? You just read your bit of news. Sorry, sorry. Doctor Who. Dead. No, nope, oh, sorry. Not yet. Back for Christmas or New Year. Yay! While the Doctor is feeling seasonably special, evidence suggests that Christmas or New Year special is in the can, but for which Christmas or New Year? Mm. 
according to the online CV director Lee Harvey Jones, has directed a Doctor Who Christmas special. Assuming we don't have David Burton's situation here, and he really has directed a special, <laughs> what could that mean? Could it be for Christmas twenty nine, or perhaps it's not due for broadcast until Christmas twenty twenty? The latter feels too far away to be likely, assuming they do filming next year at all.、Mm-hmm. However, if there is a regime change, the Doctor and/or showrunner after this upcoming season, perhaps a final special will be needed to be filmed now.、Mm-hmm. It is very unclear, and the murkiness is added to by the fact that early reports claim that Resolution, the most recent special. Was actually a Christmas episode rather than a New Year episode that it turned out to be. In which case, could this be the same? If so, for this coming January or the one after.、Mm-hmm. Adding credence is the fact that Lee Harvey Jones is said to have also directed Block Two of Series Twelve, currently envisioned as episodes two and three. Whatever happens, we are seemingly on schedule for. Ten new regular episodes and a special, very much like last time. I would like to just step in here and <coughs> plague, plague,、yeah. plague. I would like to just step in here、yeah. and apologise to Lee Haven Jones、yep. for the repeated mispronunciation is, of his name. This is why I don't read the news. I step back and make comments on other people and be smartass and whatever. Maybe it's pronounced differently to the way it's written. It happens well, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it might be pronounced Harvey. It could be. Right, that's it. I'm going home. <laughs> Screw you guys. Yeah. So I don't know. It'd be interesting. I think it would probably be. This upcoming, yes, I think, year, yeah, rather than the one after. Although, I mean, you've mentioned regime change. That that rumor mill has already started、oh, and、yeah. and been squashed at least once. Well, at least once.、Yeah. I don't know. It, it, we、Denials. don't know if it will end for them this season. Yeah, there was talk of them having left mid-season, which wasn't true. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think pretty odd thing to, to even rumor. Yeah, I well, <laughs>、yeah. I, I think it's、um, we, we, we've got. She's going to have a three-year reign, which is the standard. I would hope so, but yeah, there were rumours right back at the beginning. It was only going to be a two-year. Yeah, but those rumours were mainly started by people who didn't want the Doctor to be a woman. So, yeah, yeah, true. We'll see what happens、We、when、will. it happens. Yeah, oh, too true, yep. true, yep. too true.、Yep. So, Stephen Moore dead. dead.、Yeah. Oh, poor Marvin. Your, your plastic pal, who was fun to be with. Actor Stephen Moore has died at the age of eighty-one.、Oh, God, right—that <laughs> was terrible. That was.、Uh, yeah. That was. Moore was best known for playing Marvin, the so-called paranoid android, in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio series, and continued to lend his voice to the role in the BBC TV adaptation. Moore also played a role in Doctor Who, naming Silurian leader Eldan in the Matt Smith twenty ten episodes called Blood. Other TV work included Rock Follies, The Queen's Nose, Mersey Beat, Secret Dive, Adrian Mole. And he even played the father of Harry Enfield's famous character Kevin the Teenager. Moore had countless roles on stage, including at the Royal National Theatre, the Royal Shakespeare Company, and London's West End. Dirk Maggs, who had adapted and directed the latter two thirds of the Hitchhiker's radio series, paid tribute to Moore. Our dear friend Stephen Moore has died. A fine actor, a lovely man, and the most original and most iconic voice of Marvin the Paranoid Android in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Our thoughts are with his family. And our memories of him will always make us smile. R.I.P. Stephen. Yeah. Yep. Sad. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. 
start to lose a lot of them probably i suppose yeah well yeah. they are all rapidly approaching an age they are, where you're 81. yeah where you're surprised they're not dead you're surprised they're still alive yeah 81 isn't like great you're age, rapidly approaching that <laughs> i know I, 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 he's I'm, just I'm, had a birthday yes. oh yeah he's 55 exactly. yes, yeah. <laughs> 10 more working years and then that's it if you're lucky is it <laughs> if i'm lucky oh, yeah. yeah i think it's more for me mm. yes yeah. you fall he falls just the right side of the uh the cutoff. Yeah, yeah, I think it's 68 for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to have cake later, and Ooh, you can sure. listen to us eating that. We're yes. having it later oh, just we? to show Gene and Crumbly and Stephen what they're missing. Mm, yeah. We will make yummy noises it's and chocolate everything. cake. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Any, any addendums? None at all. No, no. I'm well, a... I've got one potential one. <gasps> oh, what is your potential? Your addendumette. I don't know if we mentioned this before. I don't think so. I think this is new. This is the last podcast, but... Picard has a date. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, we saw it in the trailer. Saw, yes. I believe it's the 24th of January. January, 2020. Yeah, 2020. So, yeah. which is uh, obviously only a few months away. Yeah. And the trailers still look awesome. Yeah. I haven't seen the latest trailer. Do you want to? Because I know what to. you're like with trailers and spoilers. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't we'll mind too much about Picard. Okay, we'll, sh- we'll, we'll play it later. It yeah. does look very, very good. Oh, I do have an addendum. Oh, yeah. Oh, Doesn't really addendum? count as an addendum, but because we're not reviewing it this podcast, I'd like to say that Joker was absolutely fan bleeding tastic. It was very good. It, it was, was an excellent, good. excellent film. Hang on. Did you enjoy it? No, but it was an excellent, <laughs> excellent film. <laughs> and if you want to know roughly what it's about, go onto YouTube and look for. Grouch, starring David Harbour. Yes. It's It's essentially the same thing. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. A shortened down version. (laughs) Sesame Street will never be the same again. (laughs) And that's the end of the news. Woohoo! There are times when I realise I shouldn't allow Adam Purcell to tell us or suggest to us what we should watch to review in the next podcast. I end up having to watch things like Dark Crystal and, oh, wasn't mine. and <laughs> Flash. Flash Gordon's fantastic. This time, it's Biggles, Biggles. which was made in 1986 mm-hmm. and is absolutely nothing like the Biggles books that my granddad lent me to read when I was a little girl. Nope. <laughs> Let's pause for some music. You'll love this. Do you want to be a hero? Hero, hero. Now, <laughs> as as all of us know, Biggles was a World War One flying ace. Yep, he was a damn fine chap. While the characters of Biggles, Bertie, Algie and Ginger are all present, they are they are nothing like the books. And some git put a really rubbish 1980s oh, yeah. song list over the top of it. <laughs> I, I, I chucked I him like through a time bit. hole. And, <laughs> oh my word, he would be skin- binning in his grave. <laughs> I, I, think, I think what happened is they were filming Highlander next door and he thought, whoever's directing this thought, yeah, that would be a good idea. An up-to-date pop music. Oh, but they funnily did, enough, they did have a member of Queen. They did have a, oh, they did they? Have a, a quick burst yeah. of uh, a few bars of one 
and the Queen. They Another did. one bites the dust, I think it I was. Can't I can't remember. Don't think so, no. no. But uh, one of the songs was co written by John Deacon. Ah. Oh, the lesser member of Queen. Oh, <laughs> a bit rough. <laughs> this, I tell you what, though, this film was both rubbish, but I never once attempted to turn it off or walk away from it. I wanted to watch it to the yeah. end. It's quite short, so it's yeah. about 90 minutes. Uh, so I, I do remember when we watched Dark Crystal, about halfway through, you started playing on your tablet. Yeah, because I really hated it. Yeah. But this one was both rubbish and brilliant at the same time, Brilliantly which is... Rubbish. The one thing about it that makes really makes me laugh in a, oh my God, that's tragic kind of way, yeah. is that this was Peter Cushing's last role. It was. Yeah. This, the mighty Peter Cushing. Yeah. The scenes with Peter Cushing in that were so embarrassingly obvious that he was the only one there with any act, real acting skills. <laughs> he was oh, yeah. that good. Well, yeah. And this was his swan song. We had Oscar. We did. We had Oscar the from The Two Doctors. Doctors. Yeah, we had quite was, a few yeah. recognisable faces. Yeah. yeah. Is it Marie from... Yeah. Marie from Hello, Hello, Hello. 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 Yeah. yeah. And I thought the, the Nazi fighter pilot was Jason Donovan, but no. Uh, no. But you do, should recognise him. Jason, we did recognise him. You said it was Jason Connery. As that's what I meant. I thought it was Jason Connery. Oh, I, from, forgot, I forget his real name. Vengeance but, uh, of Varos. Soon after this, he played Anselin in Battlefield. Anselin! That's ah. where he recognised ah, him from. Yeah, he yeah. just had really short hair. Blonde yeah. hair. Yeah. yeah. He had a weird monobrow thing going on. Oh, really? He almost yeah. had a monobrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah he definitely okay. hadn't reached the plucking stage of the 80s. <laughs> uh, but, uh, the, the fat American is Porkins. Oh, from Star, Star Wars. Wars. And yeah. obviously Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Top men. Uh, <laughs> but this was just the story. It, it should have just been played for laughs. I think it was. I did. did that's the thing I wasn't <laughs> sure. Because was. halfway through it suddenly went all serious. And the well, music was just so well, wrong. The, when they were having yeah. a, a dog fight, you know, instead of sort of something dramatic, it was something like... John Williamsy. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> something something yeah. really dramatic that makes you think, ooh, who's going to win? It was like, dum dee dum dee dum dum dee dum let's all go flying and shoot at each other. Here are some flowers and a sky. <laughs> oh, it kept going into that Biggles scene, didn't it? Set to synth. <laughs> Theme is awful. As you would have heard at the beginning of it, you quite like (laughs) it. Yes, but when this came out, you were twelve. Yeah, yeah, I remember it well. You had no taste whatsoever. I I do remember seeing it before, and I think I probably blanked most of it out. But yeah. But oh lordy, lordy! It is a strange idea. Obviously, Biggles was just a World War One fighter pilot yeah. and mm-hmm. all the usual boys own adventure type yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. Uh, Boy Scout. to bring it up to date as it was at the time to bring it into 1986 yeah. it was a weird idea yeah. but I think it, it kind, kind of works they were time twins weren't yeah. they yeah. if one was in trouble the other would get hauled through but, time yeah. to help him and no attempt is made to explain that how or why often yeah. that's the best way I suppose like, you it had a bit happens. where Peter Cushing's character says it's known throughout history that time travel happens it really <laughs> <laughs> he would know he was Doctor Who. It's true, it's true. And we're, next time we're on Tower Bridge, we have to look to see if that, if 1A, 1A is the, on that little door. And the interior was very, very good. They had the shape of the windows right and everything. Yeah, it might even have been it. Well, that's what I was wondering. Because the, um, the interior with the, the workings pumps. of the bridge hoist, yeah. that was real because we've yeah. been there so oh, many really? times. Okay. Yeah. They've painted all the, um, the stuff it, green now. I don't now, think yeah. it's in the same place. I think the pump workings is down below. Oh, yeah, it's right down the bottom so of the Tower Bridge yeah, experience. The, 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 door, the door he walked through to the pump room is, is not the... the pump room. It's, yeah, that's not yeah, they, They've moved the geography around Yeah, a bit. the Tower Hotel is a real hotel. It's still there now. Yeah. yeah. And you had shots from out of the window looking at so they yeah. seem to really be there. Yeah. 
And I was amazed that they were allowed to fly a helicopter. Well, this is what through. we were saying, wasn't it? So yeah. much of Tower what happened Bridge. then, because it was 86, let's yeah. face it, it was a simpler time. Yeah. We hadn't had 9-11 or anything no. like that. Yeah, you couldn't... The IRA you, well, yeah, but it's still... It's it's I different... do seem to remember them getting special permission for it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it was some clip show film film at 86 yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. so i do yeah. seem to remember them having to have specific permission to fly the helicopter down the side yeah but the um the scene where he suddenly pops back from the first world war oh. where he's firing the gun i <laughs> yeah. mean you know then they essentially went oi you son let's have a word with you but now you know there'd be armed yeah, police yeah. everywhere there are quite a lot yeah. of armed police that, yeah. loved the, the scene and- with the punks <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. distraction because all you heard as um biggles twigged and what's his name ferguson or whatever his name yeah, was Jim Ferguson twigs aha we think this could be a distraction you just heard this voice go nice bit of leather that I did, did like various bits of Dockland attempting desperately to be New York at the beginning of the film yes <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I also like the fact that this was while the Dockland was being renovated yeah. and so much of it was still yeah. left over from the Second World War you still see uh, yeah you yeah. could still see where the uh, where the bombings had happened yeah yeah. Didn't realize. It's funny that we, you know, we spent so much time in London. It just never yeah, occurred to era, us yeah. that yeah. things like that were left over from well, the, the war. Well, the test ground. I think the whole of that was uh, Isle of Dogs on yeah. the Isle of Dogs because oh, really? yeah. that's where they filmed uh, set bits of Platoon. Oh right, okay. It was in the Isle of Dogs because of the of the devastation. Yeah, basically. yeah. I was really impressed by the uh, the fighter plane stuff. Yeah, there's no CGI. No, looks so good. And a lot it? of the time, it was actually even them in yeah. the planes. You could see. Yeah, you could see mm. the actors. See the actors actually in the plane in the yeah. back of the plane. Yeah. What well, was the the helicopter shot? It's the fact that he also Biggles from 1917 can fly a helicopter. <laughs> of course, he's Biggles. Well, Biggles can fly anything. <laughs> anyway, as he said, if you've flown a sop with camel, you can fly anything. <laughs> anyway. He, Got the um, you've got the actor playing Biggles and the actor playing um, Ferguson, Ferguson, yeah, the American, yeah. actually in the helicopter and it's up in the air because you're being filmed and yeah. the guy who's playing Ferguson is dangling out the helicopter. There's some water yeah. below him. Yeah. <laughs> this, this was the other bit I found extremely unrealistic. Oh yeah, yeah. he plummeted into the Thames in the 1980s and isn't dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, amazing he didn't disintegrate. <laughs> Must be lucky. Yeah. Tide had just changed or something. It's, it's, it's <laughs> temple time change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing I had an issue with mm-hmm. yeah. at the church where the nuns were looking after the injured oh, yep. yes. back in World War One, yes. and the the double agent, the woman, the double yeah, agent, yeah. got shot. Yes, that nun, <laughs> considering she was there in a medical capacity, yeah. knew yeah. nothing about putting pressure on wounds. She, she was dabbing at yeah. it. She, she was <laughs> as if no, she think, was trying to mop up a bit, yeah, bit I, of I think, gravy. I think no. I think the problem was is she had mistaken Marie for a carpet, and you you dab at. <laughs> spilt something on it her dress was quite garish yeah yeah. (laughs) what did we think of the nazis were they scary at all (laughs) bit useless they're pretty useless but they're they're... a a case of naughty nazis and the uh, of course the sound weapon oh Oh, yes yes why given that it was a sound weapon yeah so it was sonic yeah why did it have to have a big flashing light on it well that's to indicate that it's been turned on Surely you don't want to advertise the fact that someone's brain has turned to cheese should have been clue enough. Oh, that was a point. That was quite gory when you had that. Why didn't she press on his tummy? Yeah, straight for the eyeball. Stuck her hand through his head. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's surprisingly gory and a bit of bad language too. <laughs> yeah. For uh, what would you think would be a PG or something like that? Yeah. It is a PG, yeah, but yeah. there's a bit of light swearing going on too. Well, if yeah. you'd pulled someone's eyeball out, yeah. you'd probably go, oh, blimey. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> uh, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. So painfully, painfully 80s. It yeah. is, it is. It hurt. <laughs> I, I, I think the best way to say it, it's painfully, painfully fun. Yeah. yeah it know. was easily the worst film I've seen in a very long while. <laughs> but. Yeah, it was. It was. It was kind of fun. It, it's a weird. One. It feels like it's quite low budget at times. Yeah. But other times they've clearly spent quite a lot of money on it. Yeah. And all those stunts, aerial stunts. Yeah. Can't have been cheap. And, and all uh, the explosions at the end when the machine. Yeah. Actually went that. Was whenever a, there's a crowd like the punks, there's quite a big crowd. Not just not two just of them. Two yeah. milling around. Yeah. yeah. And the, the policemen. There's quite a number. There's quite a at one number point. of coppers. Yeah. And but, having to shut down Tower Bridge to do filming. I can't imagine. But looking at the acting, as I said, Peter Cushing was amazing. He, he played he it just, completely straight. He yeah, was he's in wonderful. A, you, the bit you, at you, the you, end you, where Biggles comes back to Tower Bridge in 1986, and yeah. and you just he had tears yeah. in his eyes. You know, this is his old um, old comrade in yeah. arms. Yeah. And meanwhile, America. American chap is standing there, not doing acting at all. <laughs> no, he was. He was acting as a piece of wood. Well, yeah. He did really well. He definitely tried to make out that Jim Ferguson was the star. Yeah. But he wasn't. Really it wasn't at all. Definitely Biggles. Biggles yeah. and Peter Cushing were the yeah. stars. Yeah. But they didn't use see, algae and ginger and yeah, Bertie. Bertie. They featured heavily in the books. books. They yeah. weren't used at all. Algae and Bertie get kept getting told to go back and cover the rear, which was quite a... Yeah. <laughs> but no, they, they, did, they did nothing, which oh, was such a shame. Also, and, uh, oh, oh, what's his name? Oscar from The Two Doctors. Yeah. He always had his gun out. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right hand, pistol pointing upwards, you know, walking into a restaurant, gun out. Definitely a very different character to, uh, to Oscar. Oscar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was, was it Chiselhurst Caves? I don't know. It I keep looked, need to figure it out. It, it looked a lot like... Cause it it did. There, there was certain bit they walked through where you have these... Um, the brick, brick posts. Pretty artificial, yeah. And I, I recognise yeah. those brick pace, posts. I'm sure it's Chislehurst Caves. Yeah, I wouldn't be at all surprised, yeah. 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 Uh, well, if you have a, a rainy Sunday afternoon to while away, we <laughs> do recommend sweet. watching Biggles. It's the biggest pile of pap you'll ever <laughs> yeah. see in your yeah. life. But it's a lot of fun and you get some views of London in the 1980s. Mm -hmm. yeah. It really was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to be a hero? Hero. hero. Good fun yeah. rubbish. It looked like it was set up for a sequel as well, yeah, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. never. I don't think it did very well in the States. I'm not surprised. I think it did okay here. Not brilliant, but it's obviously a tiny market compared to yeah. the States. the disaster that was Biggles out of the way. <laughs> and more we, caves. We turned our attention yeah. to the subject of Doctor Who. Yes. And what could we watch, we said. Mm. How could we link it with Biggles, we said. <laughs> As it turns out, caves. we managed to find a tenuous link that we didn't know was there in the form of caves. Mm. <laughs> and time travel. And Well, yes, yeah, and really. time travel. <laughs> we watched Revenge of the Cybermen. Pause for music. <laughs> Eleven years earlier, 1975. And much, much better story. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've, I've 
heard chatting to people on social media, etc., etc., etc. People find Dangerous. Revenge of the Cybermen not very good. It's one always been. It's always been one of my favourites. For, for me, it, oops, sorry, just kick the microphone there. What? I know, just the first time. Uh, for me, it's not spectacular, but I no. wouldn't call it. Ter- it's watchable. It's it's good fun. It's yeah. in the middle of the road. It's good fun. I'm not yeah. sure it makes much sense. A lot of it, but it's good fun. So it's much a bit like, Biggles. like Biggles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's got Harry Sullivan in it. But yeah. He is an imbecile. He is, he is an imbecile. Is where it comes from. Yeah. Keith. Yes. Talk us through the plot. Ah, right. Well. Since I've been wanting revenge. Yes. It seems out of keeping. The Doctor Hair. Hairy? The Doctor. Hair doctor. Hairy <laughs> and Shara. <laughs> it's a combination of both. The Doctor, Harry and Sarah have returned from a mission set to them to the Time Lords mm-hmm. and have returned to Nerva Beacon. <gasps> but it is not that the same time period that they left Nerva Beacon. Oh, no. The same location, that matters how they found it. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> time Lord sense. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the whole beacon has been quarantined because it's plague... Plague. That's another link we've got to plague. it. Plague. I mean, plague geniuses. Ridden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> plague ridden. And most of the uh, staff are dead. Oh, no. What? Really? Permanently dead? Yes. Oh, no. Yes. That's terrible. Looking like dummies, a lot of them. A lot of them are. <laughs> and also, there is a new moon or moonlet. New moon. Oh, around sorry. around <laughs> Jupiter. But how could that be? A 13th moon, apparently. A 13th moon. A 13th. Actually, aren't there about 79? There's a lot more moons around Jupiter um, you, now. You can't talk about that, though, because uh, Saturn has now got the most moons and Jupiter yeah. is in a really bad mood about oh, it. Yeah, it's got 82, mm. is it now? We've got three yeah. more, I think. Than, oh. uh, <laughs> touchy subject. Anyway. Anyway. 13, anyway yes. yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, the plague has been uh, administered by the Cyberman. Man. And, a, and a, through a human agent. Yeah. We also have a cyber leader with a very strange American accent. I thought you were South African. It could have been. So could have been. It was, it was a bit odd. He's accented. I'm not sure. It's one of these Robbie. vague. I always, and it always sounds a bit muffled anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, he's from London. He's from really? London. He's from London. Perhaps oh, that well. was his I'm a robot. Could be. Must be. And, and the moonlet is actually inhabited by an indigenous population. Because mm. the moonlet is all that is left of Voga, the fabled planet of gold. Could you say moonlet again? Moonlet. I love it when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, planet is probably pushing it a bit. Yeah. So, an asteroid of gold. It's tiny. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, was, it was an asteroid, a was lump of rock. 1,600 metres to the centre of it. Yeah. yeah. So, it's Pluto? <laughs> Pluto was a planet. Planet. Not, Don't you bring lot, down Voga. If it wants to be Pluto. a planet, it can. <laughs> but Keith, yes. are Cybermen not allergic to gold? Well, this is interesting. This is where the gold allergy was introduced, I yeah, think. Never they before. hadn't been ah. allergic to gold before this episode. No. That happens, though, because my next-door neighbour, yep. she's suddenly allergic to peanuts, and yep. she wasn't before. Yep. Yep. So I, it can it happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just don't rub peanuts onto her chest or she's going to be dead. She will be very dead. <laughs> Hi, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, so mass battles in crew. People fight people, death and destruction. And they also, in an attempt to blow Voga up, they strap bombs to the Doctor, a commander, and he's second in command and send them to the centre of Voga. So it's a bit oh. like Spurs playing away then. Almost, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that didn't work, so they finally decide to 
crash the beacon into Voga. Oh, dear. Which is foiled. foiled I should hope again. so. Yes. Oh, the, yes. The beacon survives, the Cybermen get destroyed, and then the TARDIS pops up and they all go home. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Well, that's, that's it. Right, that's it. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. Good night. <laughs> I love the scene in the caves with Sarah and Harry. Wookie hole. Yep. Yeah. Wookie hole, yeah, it's where a, she yeah. nearly drowned. She yeah, did. it was all, all uh, location shooting. Mm-hmm. The, the, no, there, are, the, there are quite the, a few clearly fake caves. Oh, to... <laughs> yeah, the, but the majority of it is location shooting. Anyway, and I wasn't saying where she nearly drowned in a happy voice. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I imagine that was rather damn it's scary. scary. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. Terry Walsh stripping off and jumping <laughs> in after her. Anyway, but I like the scene where... Harry and Sarah are chained up in the cave and he's trying to free her and he tells her she's got ankles like fetlocks and of all the crap they're in that's the thing she chooses to focus on it's not true no she's got very shapely ankles but that's the thing well I think she's got weak ankles remember falling down the slope of moderate that's probably after the damage that Harry did yeah yeah, he was really whacking away her ankles Adam you're very rude (laughs) <laughs> and and it's also the first time we see the seal of Rassilon. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, before it became the before, seal of Rassilon. Before, this is before death. Oh, um, yeah. I'm sure numerous times have tried to explain why. Yeah. It's a funky looking design. It is. Yeah. I think it, I think it's an other way round than the seal of Rassilon. No, no, it's, it's, it's the same way. I, I don't yeah. know. I, don't, yeah. I think it is, yeah. yeah so that, that got reused. Yeah, it's all being reused. The previous story mm-hmm. was, of course... Genesis of the Daleks. Yes, it was. And in this story, we have Michael Wisher. Yes, do. he's in two stories back to back, back virtually. Well, but I in th- one of them, he was a bit unrecognisable. Oh, both of them, arguably, because yeah. he, he was yeah. a Vogon in this one. He yeah, was, he's, wear, he, again, he's wearing yeah. a, a half mask because yep. the chins were. Yeah, just the chin and the mouth. Yeah, the rest of it is quite good to make up. Yeah, it, obviously by today's standards, it's pretty immobile. Yeah, but it, I quite like the look of it. Yeah. Well, it's human, that, but but Not. a bit weird. It yeah. was. This was also filmed back to back with uh, Ark in Space. Yeah, because it's the same same sets basically somewhat yeah Although i think they have lost re- one or two the big the big they, set they fiddled around with them and redressed some of them they've got the corridor they've got a couple of the rooms they haven't got the big big set no they haven't got the big, where big the set. Uh, people were frozen but... yeah they, they, i think they've got one of the con- couple of the control rooms with yeah, the desks yeah, so yeah, it's definitely. a cost cutting exercise thing yeah it works well yeah. Uh, yeah well considering we get two stories um was genesis six or four i can't remember uh six wasn't it? yeah so we've got a six and a tour so you've got a couple of episodes a couple of weeks between the two so mm. it's long enough to forget not yeah. having video and whatever during that period oh yeah 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 also we had uh, david collins he's an old stalwart yeah, yeah he's been in wasn't he um robots yeah what's yep. his name robots, robots who went Death. paul who went a yep. bit yes, yeah. loopy and um, uh, maldron not steel yeah. um well, in Sapphire and Steel, he was, was not he Steel. Was silver. Was he silver. Silver, silver. Yes. Yeah. Silver in Sapphire and Steel. Yep. And Kevin Stoney as well, another famous Doctor Who name. Yep. He was another Vogon. Uh, yeah, so a lot what of people... What else has Kevin Stoney been in? Oh, what was his name? The guy who goes, Packer. Ah, yes. Packer. In, uh, yeah. Uh, invasion. Because he, he was also um, a guardian of the universe in the Hartnell one. Oh, yeah. Some some great names in here, as yes. you said, yeah. And interestingly, it's written by Jerry Davis on his own. Yes. Kit Peddler's been kicked to the curb at this point. <laughs> they, they, I don't wonder why. I am not sure. Was he they... just doing something else? Maybe, yeah. He'd given up. Because obviously this is 75. Yeah. Sort of a decade after they were yeah. doing the Sidemen originally. Yeah. And he was quite a Nearly. busy chap. 
He was a doctor, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he was a professor. And have you? And yeah, yeah. So, yeah, understandably. Although, I wonder if that's why the Cybermen suddenly become total machine creatures and yeah. enough parts on the ship to build an army. build a new army. The, the whole concept of them being cyborgs is zombie-like I wouldn't humans. say dropped, but it's certainly played down. Because yeah. this was the first time since Troughton, was This it? is the first time since Invasion. Yeah, that we'd yeah. seen them, and they were completely different. Yeah. No, they're no, the same thing. Uh, they, it was a modern version of the invasion. It was yeah. still the same costume, the same look. It was only yeah. tweaked slightly. Yeah. Tweaked yeah. the collar bits were out rather than in, yeah. they were inside the scuba gear, weren't they? Yeah, you and see they them. had big uh, vacuum cleaner hoses yeah. and big yeah. buttresses rather than small, delicate. And moon yeah. boots. Yeah, but I think the chest units were the same chest units right. they'd been using right. for the past. Yeah, I think the heads oh, were yeah. redressed with the same, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't matter particularly. But no. But no I've, I've never understood why some people are so uh, anti this one because I, I'm not anti. It was, it was a very good piece of storytelling. I, I find it curious because it's basically it's the end part of a little trilogy, yeah, quadrilogy. Uh, mm-hmm. Ark in Space, Sontaran Experiment, Genesis, and then you got Revenge of the Cybermen. Mm. Yeah, this was the first DVD ever released. Yes, mm. no, not no, DVD no, it's video. video. It's, it's the first I had, video. I had this on VHS. Yeah, it was a black star cover, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, with an Earth shot. Cyberman yeah. on the front. I had Some. a different cover. It had the right Cybermen on it. Betamax one. The copy I had had an Earth Shock, Earth Shock Cybermen with uh, Tom Baker and the Starfield black cover. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. as I said, it was the first ever video to be released, which always struck me as strange because it's the end part of a, a little arc. Yeah. It's the first one I ever bought. I vaguely remember Tom Baker from the end of his era. Yeah. But this is the first time I'd seen him be able to rewatch yeah. the entire Tom Baker. And, and it pound- cost me a fortune. It's it over £50. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Really yeah. expensive. Back then, then was, was quite a lot of money, particularly with somebody on their pocket money. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of money now for yeah. one... For <laughs> saved up for months. Well, yeah. Oh. Consider, considering to, to you can us. pick uh, DVDs up, new DVDs up for about 15. Less, yeah. probably. Yeah. You get a new Blu-ray for 15. Yeah. Yeah. But, but apparently 12. this was voted for. I don't know who took the vote. I don't know who... Viewers of Blue Peter have voted. Yeah. yeah. It not, was... not me. I didn't go into vote, but no, I, I was. I definitely chose this one. I'm not sure if five dollars is out by that, point, but I had it. I had recorded that off TV. Yeah. yeah, this must have been soon after I bought this. I don't know because it had a had a little introduction bit with Tom. Ba- my copy had a little introduction bit with Tom Baker. Oh my! Because it was half a dozen. Because it was amongst the first ever BBC video releases. Yeah. So you had this, the goodies, and something else, and it was a little introduction with Tom Baker with a big glossy screen yeah. behind him. It's up in the loft now, isn't it? It's somewhere in the loft. We still got it. I, but... I did mean. To dig mine out, but I forgot. Uh, it's up off somewhere, and I can't play it. It's a Betamax. No, no, we, we've <laughs> I, kept it for just about play a VHS. If I really tried, if I dug the machine out, but I'm yeah. a Betamax player. Yeah. My dad was Betamax man as well. Yeah, they were a superior brand. Ah, just the marketing was all over the place. Think. Yeah. The tapes were shorter as well, but better quality. But anyway, yes, an old format war. Uh, yeah, I was really looking forward to buying it because at this point I was a big fan of the Cybermen. Yeah, yeah. Because of her shock. Attack yeah. of the Cybermen yeah. was your uh, favourite story. Yeah, I, that was must have been after. Yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that was after I bought this. I didn't quite know what to expect. <laughs> and it wasn't anything like Earthshock. <laughs> no, no. No, it, was a, it, it is a completely different beast. And the ending yeah. wasn't so funny. <laughs> no, no. Uh, the overriding impulses. Uh, was it the one that also introduced the cyber leader? I don't know. I don't know if they had cyber leaders before oh. this. Controllers. Yeah, yeah they, they had cyber had controller, controllers. and it, yeah, I think they. 
might it, have been because he had his his black, black helmet. Um, handlebars on, mm. didn't it? Yeah. Oh, it was virtually completely the whole it, it helmet was, was black, face, wasn't it? Was it? Only the face plate. That yeah. Was silver. The whole yeah. head was black. Yeah. yeah. I think it was. Yeah. It probably was. Yeah. yeah. Was, so, it, was it David Banks? No, no, God, no, well, no. Before this Dave, is well before David Banks was a shock and yeah, this is Robbie was it or that. something like yeah. that. Yeah. This is well before Banksy, and yeah. what I remember is it's mostly him standing there with his hands on his hips, the Peter yeah. Pan pose. Yes, he didn't yeah. do it as much as I remembered actually, <laughs> <laughs> with that little silver belt. Yeah. It's funny what sticks in the mind from when you're a kid watching yeah. these things. Yeah, and this presumably is what inspired the Dennis Fisher toys. Yes. Yeah, I, had, except, I had the Sideman. Yeah, except for the Sideman, for some strange reason, had a nose. Yeah, did have a nose. Yeah. <laughs> Without it, how would he smell? Horrible! <laughs> 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 yeah, and I was never really understood the motivation for the villain. Uh, Kelman, is it? Yeah, because he was playing both ends against each other, both the Vogons and the Cybermen. Yeah, how did he even he, get into that position? He was a double agent for both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was well, never I, made I could, clear. I, I can understand how he got in there with the Vogons because he was meant to be a surveyor and it yes. was a new planetoid or planet or asteroid <laughs> and he surveyed it. So I can understand, but I don't understand where the cyber connection came from. Well, no. I, I suppose he recognised the threat nice and early and uh, mm. jumped in and offered his services like most yeah. cowards. Because <laughs> mm. there's a lot of infighting. The yeah. humans are fighting each other. The Vogels are fighting Fight each, each other. other. Yeah. The side men aren't fighting each other. But <laughs> This is always what I use when I'm I'm countering the Borg argument. Because to my mind, the Borg are robots, mechanical men or mechanics that have captured a biological element. Mm-hmm. Where the Cybermen were once human and have slid into... Uh, yeah. But basically because the nature of their ships. The Borg have alcoves where you're standing up and you're plugged in. Yep. The Cyberships still had chairs. They may have been hard, solid chairs, yeah. but they had chairs, doors and walls. So they, they still had the human element psyche there yeah you wouldn't think they'd need chairs no even less so than probably the borg yeah they're more fleshy they're, they're more fleshy with whereas the side men their legs their torsos they're just entirely yeah. mechanical, mechanical aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah as i said you got the human psyche yeah. part there so they instinctively build chairs yeah. anything uh, else oh yeah uh, why do the side men hate voga so much okay they, they've got this reaction to gold suddenly yeah but gold is a pretty common element throughout yeah, the universe voga's made of gold but if you destroy voga it doesn't actually stop the production of gold as gold everywhere <laughs> yeah but perhaps it's only well, in certain quantities that, that is the i think because it was a, a planet of gold and we had the unseen cyber wars and that was a ready-made supply of concentrated gold mm. where gold at the moment is a rare element certainly on earth ish yeah mm. we still but you, you're not know, gonna there's not a mountain of gold sitting in the middle of nepal or something so no perhaps but that's what this is go it's... out to the asteroid belt somewhere like that you probably find it quite funnily easily. enough my spaceship is a little broken <laughs> <laughs> i'll try riding my bike i can the, get uh, your bunker the space core will probably be able to get some yeah. ships together yeah. to do that and also the sidemen come down into wookie hole yes and they're slaughtering vogons left right Vogons yep. yep. are just standing there shooting them with i don't know what weapons they've got Pop rubbish guns. ones but why these are the people who have fought sidemen in the past yeah yep. why don't they have gold guns <laughs> you'd think someone would have mentioned it yeah just go and pick up a handful of the floor 
which yeah. I think Put the it doctor, in your gun. which I think the doctor eventually did. Yeah. You think so they'd how have... did they? How did they defeat them before? I don't yeah. know. Well, I, I, have... I think it's. It, I don't think bullets. They had, gold bullets on it. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they had the technology. They were merely supplying the raw materials. Yeah, yeah. probably. That's, that's still, my excuse. Still, they must. They must know. You would have thought. <laughs> yeah. Protect themselves. They know what mm. kills a side man. Gold. Yeah. yeah. Surround yourself with fire gold. Yeah. You would have thought. Anyway. Yeah. And then plan the Simon's plan is to blow up Voga. Yes. Uh-huh. Scatter the gold to the four. But yeah, that's not actually going to destroy the gold. This is going to make it a little easier to get to because it's going to be <laughs> in big chunks of space. Well, it, 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 no, it wouldn't. Wouldn't it? Would atomize the gold. You see, and perhaps it would all so? float into suns. <laughs> all in all, the plans were less than well thought out. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. It is. It is. But it's nicely put together. It's a it good rom. Really is. Yeah. And Ian Marta is just. <laughs> he was just a sweetheart. I see. He was very funny. We would like to know what you chaps thought of Revenge of the Cybermen. You can write to us via show at staggeringstories.net. I got to say two. Two, you did, two. two each. Yeah. It's so lonely here without the others. Lonely. <laughs> I'm so lonely. Right, we have some feedback. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, quite thank a bit you. of feedback this time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. We have heard. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, especially thank you. From Gary. Hey. Hello, Gary. Gary. Gary says, hello, Staggers. Hello. Hello. I've been listening to your podcast for a number of years now after Mad hearing food. about you whilst listening to the banter over at the Flashing Blade podcast. I remember that. Okay. Far be it from me to turn down the chance to have more science fiction, both old and new, <laughs> to paraphrase your own outro. So it's all old today. And after yep. taking the advice of the Galichon... I started listening in. It's been quite a few years now, and I can say categorically that my week would not be the same without you all. (laughs) I like him. Your warm wit and jolly japery makes my commute from the Peak District into Manchester a delight. And I look forward to each episode immensely. Oh dear. What's he want? (laughs) As a man fast approaching 50, next April to be precise, it's lovely to hear the thoughts and views of similarly minded and aged people. I would gladly sit down in a pub and have a pint with. Yep, that's more or less how it started. (laughs) Anyway, enough of the platitudes, even though you deserve them all. Mm. I'm really writing in to say thank you for saving me the nightmare (laughs) of having to watch Carnival Row. I've been umming and ahhing about it since it came out, but you all thankfully made my decision for me. I almost watched an episode just to see how big a bag of arse it actually was, but I thought better of it in the end. Thank you. Trying to find a show that could fill the sci-fi void as I wait in anticipation for series four of The Expanse on Amazon Mm, Prime, mm. I came across something called Raising Dion on Netflix. Okay, I've not heard that. I'll tell you what, it's not bad at all. It had a really good cast, not bad visual effects and a thumping good plot. Saw one major MacGuffin a mile off though. (laughs) If you don't know, it's a TV adaptation of a comic book about a single mum who finds out that her son has powers about the same time as he does himself. It's very much a show about family loss growing up and about how in true comic book style love conquers all and that is not a spoiler just so you know (laughs) it also weaves in social racial and sexual themes without them feeling jarring unless on the occasion when it is meant to be Ah. there are times when i am ashamed of being white when you see how we can be perceived 
It's a 12 certificate and is geared towards people who like Stranger Things but do not want all the sweary bits bothering their children. <laughs> if I had to give it a score out of 10, it would be a definite 7 Ooh. and I'm a picky beggar at the best of times. <laughs> okay. Last thing before I go, I'm a huge fan of The War of the Worlds ah. in most of its incarnations and I await the long-expected BBC yep. adaptation of it in both joy and terror. Yeah. The trailer really does not fill me with awe as mm. if you know the book, there is never a moment when the narrator's wife stroke fiance is down at horse yep. or common mm. i know it's important to make the viewing demographic as broad as possible and it's nice to see more sci-fi on the bbc but don't say you're doing one thing when you're blatantly not auntie b <laughs> yeah. right rant over i'll be off for then for now keep up the wonderful work and hopefully i'll write again soon gary thank you thank you gary well, thank you thank gary you. oh you said nice things yeah, yes. who's, paying who's paying him? i don't know yeah. <laughs> before we go on to pinky mm. I think we have to greet someone in the fashion to which he has become used. Oh. On your knees, scum. I, I, I think we have. We've been ignoring Tongue out. Have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Hello, head of Pertwee. Hello, cardboard Amy and cardboard Clara, who seems to have a moomin growing out of her. Well, no, just a head. Bit yeah. odd. <laughs> Nazi Spock, dangerous Churchill. Siobhan, the disturbing gnome. Yeah. Graham. And various bobble-headed things. Terence oh, the Dragon. Terence. Shout out for Terence. Adam, you really need a clear out. <laughs> Give it that, Clara. No. <laughs> okay, we have one here from Pinky. Ah. Hello, Pinky. Hello, Pinky. Pinky. And hello, Staggers and Menagerie. Oh my, I haven't watched Flash Gordon in at least five years. Five years, huh? Too long, really. Like a decade for me. I was in a coffee shop last week and the baristas started with the Flash R. Uh. Call back. Never a bad time for that. Okay, there are some occasions when it's an inappropriate <laughs> and insensitive, but I do love a good flash. Oh. Well, you're down the park in your own, it can happen. <laughs> Keith, don't panic. I don't think it was you who misgendered me. I can't re remember exactly, but I think it might have been Jean Naughty. She has yeah. got the plague now. So. She has, yeah. yeah. She's, yeah. I, I, I apologise, whatever. I'm, I'm a man of a certain age, so I'll apologise for everything. He's 55 now. He's really old. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to convention diversity, things being better than they were in the 80s doesn't mean it's okay. It wasn't okay then, and it's not okay now. Fair enough. Most conventions are paying lip service to make things accessible for all, but bugger all about putting the work in. I do have the rudest response from one of the cons I went to, from someone who is apparently struggling to come to grips with the concept that a Who fan base is wide and varied. Oh, Christ. And people, organisers, need to do more than the absolute basic minimum to ensure that everyone is able to attend. People are paying good money to come along. Loads more would do if they felt welcome. And I, f I didn't feel welcome. Imagine what it's like for anyone who isn't able to stand up and say it's not okay. Mm. One day I'll have the money to get to Galley. That one can have my dosh. <laughs> Until then, I shall make do with crochet Daleks, coffee and f uh, who friends. Be seeing you, mm. Pinky. Crochet Daleks are awesome. Yep. P.S. to the listener who just started watching Babylon 5. Good work. Keep it up. <laughs> ah. I saw a picture of you with your pink crochet Dalek. I have a blue one and a grey one. We'll have to make sure they meet one day. <laughs> <laughs> you try to breed them. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think... 
ultimately you probably have to get onto committee and yeah. try to get from within, try to make the changes. I don't think people understand. Yeah. For people to be going through, go through what Pinky and others yeah. go through. Yeah. It is. It's just people need to be more open-minded and like Pinky said, to accept that, you know, yeah. there are such a wide diversity. It annoys me that things like Doctor Who and Star Trek con- um, conventions yeah. have this problem because that's what the shows are about. Mm. Well, indeed, yeah. But <laughs> So keep See, the- shouting at them, mate. The reaction to, to Witaka's uh, casting oh, shows how God, yeah, far yeah. some yeah, fans have got yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah. and not ju- yeah, and of course, convention organisers are fans. Yeah, yeah. Pinky keeps shouting at them. Yep. And if we ever go to Gallifrey again, please have to come with us because that would be so awesome. <laughs> right, so we have one here from Reese. Hello, Hello Reese. Reese. Your little boy is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> A written feedback this time. Oh. Hello, Staggerers. Hello. And hello, Head of Pertwee, Cardboard Amy. To my apologise for the joke at the start of my last feedback. <laughs> it's a joke, but it was also a bit harsh. It was oh. very hurtful. And hello, Cardboard Clara. <laughs> I miss your real counterpart appearing Doctor Who. I thought you were very good. She was, wasn't she? <laughs> Well, we knew you were joking because you were saying nice things about Clara. So. <laughs> Clara was oh, awesome. Oh dear. Amy was a twonk. <laughs> no, I'm just going to step outside and let you get on with it. Now, regarding your previous episode, truth be told, I haven't seen or heard either of the productions that you reviewed last time. Ooh. Flash Gordon is one on a long list of popular films I've yet to see. Watch it. Which got me thinking, is there a film that is highly regarded or commonly mentioned that any of you haven't seen? Or TV show. For me, obviously in terms of films, it's Flash Gordon. But regarding TV shows, I haven't seen Breaking Bad. I haven't seen Breaking Bad. I plan to. I have. Because it's highly regarded by both critics and viewers, but I just haven't managed to view it yet. Well, I have never seen Citizen Kane, which I think I probably should. I haven't. And until last week, I'd never seen Spaced. No, No, really, I did see, I have seen Spaced. We we sat down and watched Spaced, and I was told off for never letting her see it before. Not once has he ever mentioned mentioned Spaced. I mentioned you should watch Spaced. On numerous occasions, and I get there. Yeah, it was really good. (laughs) Sure, has a whole list. Yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Some classics, maybe. I don't think I'd actually seen 2001 until we actually saw it at the cinema. Saw it re-release at the cinema. Really? Okay. I think I saw it at the cinema first time round as a little one. It was very long. (laughs) It's deliberately paced to say that. Uh. When you when you're ten, yeah, (laughs) so long. Yeah, indeed. (laughs) Anyway, Reese, where were you? Breaking Bad. I'd like to take a chance now and add my voice to those among the staggers saying that they would touch Star Wars. Leave it, El Presidente. (laughs) I'm also very willing to either help devise stories for upcoming Star Wars projects or star in any of them <laughs> as you deem necessary. Ah, what's he referring to there? Sorry, are we writing Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. No, we have to go and listen to our own podcast and find out what it was we said. It's been two weeks ago. You know, I've been asleep since then. <laughs> hmm, not sure. Right, moving on. Since your last episode, I've seen two more episodes of B5, I think he's yep. referring to now, being numbers three and four. I thought the third was the weakest so far. I'm not sure which one that is, but still enjoyable. I enjoyed seeing more of Londo's character and Londo's the reper- awesome. And the repercussions of him continually being late to attend the meeting. Into mm. Shakar and Co. getting both angry, then bored enough to start using Via Cota's portable gaming device. I remember that one, yeah. Wow, that's a while back. It's a fun episode overall, with a surprising emotional plot twist involving Ivanova, mm. which I call surprising because I wasn't expecting it that early in the series, which led to a touching scene between her and Garibaldi. Leave it to Keith <laughs> towards the end of the episode. She knows you, or he knows you very well. Lastly, I mentioned episode four. I really liked the villain. Oh, yes. The guest spirits from David McCallum and the deeper exploration into Sinclair's mental headspace at the end. The episode cracked along at a great pace with some excellent tension and peril, all to culminate in a scene with Sinclair and Garibaldi. Crumbs. 
Karen, <laughs> where Michael draws from his experience serving with others in the Great War and witnessing them experience PTSD afterwards to raise concerns regarding Jeffrey showing some of the same traits and attitudes. Very strong stuff. I'm thoroughly enjoying the show. After that gargantuan piece of feedback, I shall bid you farewell for now with apologies and much gratitude to whoever it is who is reading this. Uh, Reese, would, like, would you like a drink? <laughs> yep, thank you, Reese. Babylon 5 is only going to get better. Yeah, the first season... Yeah. In retrospect, feels quite patchy. Yeah. And there are not a lot of arc stories. Laura Ingalls no. isn't in it yet, is she? No, no. No, no, no. In fact, she's played by a different actress in the I think, Yeah, she <laughs> had... The, <laughs> yeah. The, the character appears next season, but it's played by a different actress. Laura Ingalls was a well-known time lady. Yeah. Yeah. That particular episode you're talking about, the uh, the IPX one with Dave McCallum. Yeah. It's not particularly well-regarded one, actually. No? It's a bit of a monster of the week. Yeah, it is. It isn't connected to the arc, really. No, although... It does flesh out a bit of some of the background the idea of there being past civilizations which have come and gone and ipx going uh, out are there. raiding them yeah and stuff like that so which does come into play later glad you enjoyed it if you mm. enjoyed it now i think you're really gonna love it oh season God, two yeah. and pinky approves yeah well obviously any more feedback good feedback here from sandro hello wow. sandro long time no here yes dirty stop oh this is kind of awkward isn't it oh it's been a while it's been it's been a, let me check how long has it been uh google staggering stories last sent the, the 3rd of january 2018 oh boy Jeez. it has been a while since <laughs> i've sent any feedback in uh, and look it's not that i haven't been Sorry, listening what's your name? um i have definitely been listening to every single episode since then it's yeah, it's no excuses it's no excuses no. wow i've really i really haven't sent any feedback you in for ages um, hi staggerers hello heather pertwee etc etc the joke reese made last week about about clara i agree i second that um how's it going uh it's been so long wow I really just wanted to talk about one thing, oh, yeah. one okay. little thing. In many ways, in many ways, it's a thank you to uh, to you, Keith, oh. because oh. I don't know if you remember, but many, many years ago, um, or maybe it was two years ago, pr- <laughs> probably around two years ago, you recommended uh, this comic book series called Lock and Key uh-huh. by uh, Joe Hill. Yes, uh, six graphic novels. Yes, um, it's like a it's like a dark. I don't really, really want to use the word horror. But I guess it is. It's yep. like a dark supernatural Dabbles. comic book series published on Vertigo, I believe. I've got it behind me. I'm just gonna, just gonna check. No, IDW. I got it wrong. IDW. But it's in the style of like classic DC Vertigo comics. Yes. Um, and it's about it's about a house and and there's doors and there's also keys, the keys. and you can use keys to open doors. And many weird stuff happens. You can also use the keys to unlock people's heads and have a look inside and rearrange (laughs) things. It's very cool. The art is fantastic. The writing is brilliant. And um, as soon as you recommended it, it went on my my reading list. I eventually got around to reading it around this time last year. And Lock and Key quickly became perhaps my favorite, like, comic book, like, (laughs) non-superhero comic book. Uh, series of all time. In fact, probably even my favourite run of all time. Like, yeah. there aren't that many superhero runs that I would say are great all the way through. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's up there with, like, Preacher, which I absolutely adore. It's fantastic. Now, flashback to October 2017, where I read Joe Hill's uh, debut 
novel heart-shaped box oh, yes. uh, one of my friends jen recommended it on a podcast we do nerd out plug plug it's on hiatus <laughs> though so check out oldie buddy goodie reviewing movies from 1994 in the order they came out plug plug shameless plug uh <laughs> still still back at it Don't with the plug it's been a while but uh just that, that that's a skill you never lose um <laughs> where she recommended it and i checked it out and it was fun it's okay. Heart shaped box is okay. It's very simple. Maybe goes on for a little bit too long. Maybe it's fifty pages too long. But like, it's a very fun, short thrill ride. Mm. And after finishing Lock and Key, I went, "Hey, I, 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 I quite like Joe Hill. I quite mm. like Joe Hill. You know, he's Stephen King's son. Mm. Yes. And he's doing some good stuff." So then I checked out his short story collection, Twentieth Century Ghosts, and went, "Yeah." This is a solid, like, short story anthology series. It's fantastic. And I just, uh, like, two days ago, finished reading uh, another one of his novels, which was just turned into an AMC uh, TV show starring Zachary Quinto, I believe, oh, really? from Star Trek, mm-hmm. called Nosferatu. Yeah. It's spelt out like a number plate, though. Yeah. N-O-S-4-A-2. Uh, it's different in many different countries, though, because of pronunciation and stuff. In one country, it's Nosferatu. R2, as in it's an actual R. So, I don't know what it's called um, in the UK, but in Australia and America, it's it's not the way that I said. And it is a wild ride. This book, in many ways, is Joe Hill's It, because very long, not as long as It, and it's not the longest book he's ever put out, but it's long. It's very long, and it spans many, many years, and it is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, the concepts and stuff is like the thing that I like about Joe Hill, and it's very prevalent in uh, in Lock and Key, is that he packs so much in to what on the surface seems like a very very simple yeah. story. There's so many ideas. It's a very wanky term, but there's so much subtext. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's so much subtext in the characters and and how they're feeling and their mentality throughout it and certain things they're battling with. There's like a paragraph in a chapter, but it opens up so much. Yeah. And that's what I really, really like about Joe Hill. He writes characters so well. And I'm currently working my way through his um, second, not really short story collection. It's like a collection of four novellas called Strange Weather. And then he just put out another short story collection uh, called Full Throttle, which I'm going to check out after that. So this really is just me mm. recommending an author. Like, okay. check it out. Yeah. Um, he's just started his own imprint at DC, oh. doing doing some comic stuff there that will be launching around Halloween seasons in a couple of weeks. Uh, the first issue should be out for that. would highly recommend checking out his work if you like, not necessarily horror, but if you like suspense. If you yeah, like yeah. suspense thrillers, check it out. So really, in many ways, it's just me thanking Keith for recommending this guy. It's okay. And Thank also you. saying uh, that, yeah, you should you should check it out. So, mm. so that is... My audio feedback. Okay. Uh, hopefully, I'll do some more next episode be because great. I miss I, I miss this. I miss <laughs> I miss sending feedback in to the best UK podcasters <laughs> in the well in the UK. <laughs> UK podcasters. But anyway, yeah. Have a have a good rest of a recording session. We'll see you around. See you, Staggers. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. It's great to hear from you.
It's we no missed you too. surprise that he thinks his characters are good. He was taught by the best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It must be a bit weird though, growing up son of Stephen King. I don't know. Oh, maybe yeah. it wasn't. Maybe it's perfectly normal. I, <laughs> I enjoyed Lock and Key, and I enjoyed Horns. I, I've got to expand my joke. Oh, was that the one with Daniel Radcliffe? It was filmed with Daniel Radcliffe, but oh, okay. it was originally a book. Oh, okay, uh, Joe no, Hill book. So. Seen or read either? Okay. Yeah. So uh, I, I got to admit, I have to. I've been sadly lacking in expanding my repertoire of Mr. Hill. Okay. Yeah, it's good stuff. Mm. England is 6-0 up now. <laughs> right, we'd love to hear from more of you. You are all blooming wonderful. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. please do write to us. Thank you. you can write about anything you anything like. Even the anything? fluff you find in your navel. Even that. Even current politics. No, no, not that. <laughs> no, not that. But other than that, write to us via show at staggeringstories.net. Lead us out, Crum. Oh, you're dead. No, he's uh, dead. Never mind. We'd like to lead you out like Crumbly did, but... No one's going to remember how to do it. Oh, we keep forgetting to write it down. No, we should write it down. We've memory blocked it. So just some random words beginning with B. Bouncing. Balloons. Bollocks. Bundling. <laughs> bravely. Bunghole. Oh, God. <laughs> That's it, we're going. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number three, two, six, featuring Adam J. Purcell, fake Keith and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an El Presidente and fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. Oh, it's been a while. It's kind of awkward, isn't it? Oh, it's... Go back to the beginning. Are we trying to wrap him? Yeah. This kind of awkward, isn't it? Oh, this is kind of awkward, isn't it? Your warm wit and jolly japery makes me commute, makes... Oh, fuck. <laughs> Does he? Get early the night. Whereabouts? I'm going to sneeze. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. Ooh. Do you feel better? Did that kind of spike? <laughs> I'm sure it did. <laughs> Oh dear! Bogus. Just imagine what he's going to be like wearing the earphones. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. No! Ah! Oh, I don't wear headphones to the editing. To quote the one and only Bart Simpson, "This both no, forget that. That's rubbish. <laughs> like both sucks and, sucks blows. and blows. Well, yeah, but it was wrong completely. <laughs> the the um, went hang around with guys called Algae and Ginger. Ginger. And who was the other uh, Bertie. one? Monty was Monty. it? Monty. Bertie. No. Albie. No, it's al- algae ginger. Can't remember. Hey, Goog, who were Biggles' friends? On the website collectingbooksandmagazines.com, they say, Later, in Biggles Flies North, he sends Biggles and Algae a letter from Canada. By the way, W.E. Johns has now changed Wilkes Old Squadron to 187, in which he explains his move to the frozen north. That does not answer. <laughs> so it's algae, ginger, and... Characters, here we go. Algernon. Algie. Lacey. Ginger Hebblethwaite. Bertie Lissy. Bertie. Oh, Bertie. Yeah, Biggles, Bertie, Algie and Ginger. Okay. Yeah. I forgot what I was saying completely. Okay. Can't blame me for uh, Dark Crystal. No, no, no. That's <laughs> I think I will anyway. Yeah. Okay. Did you actually read your news? Stephen Moore. Stephen Moore. Stephen Moore, dead. That was his news. No, your addendum. Did you... Yes. You said Picard. That you was it. Picard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I'll stop feeling Good bad God. about that then. Judge noise you. And there's uh, also, they're doing short treks again. Yeah. I've seen a couple of trailers for that. Look interesting. Mm.
Do you want to be a hero? Hero. 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 <laughs> <laughs> June. June. Are you ready? First of all, what year was it made? 86. 80, it was 86. When okay. was it released in 86? When was Highlander? About 82. Right, yeah, good. It's later now, wasn't it? More like 85? Google, when did Highlander come out? Highlander was released in the United Kingdom on the 29th of August 1986. Oh, it was the same year. Ah. Mm. Has um, Tennant just sprogged again? Yeah, oh yeah. yes, that's true, yes, yeah. yes. Their fifth child. Well, perhaps wow. we can put that at well, the end. Fourth and her son. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Perhaps we can put that at the end. He can't keep David it in his Tennant's pants. Tennant's willy still works. <laughs> <laughs> Feedback. It, uh, have we got it, uh, actual right, righty things? We have. We have. Righty we have thing. a couple of righty things. Righty bitey thing. We did mention the side side mats, did we? No. Bitey. All right. Thing. Okay. Pinky or Reese? I don't mind. Adam, you have Reese because it's longer. <laughs> what are you trying to imply? <laughs> After the whole Lee Harvey, what's it? <laughs> what are you trying to imply, woman? 